0: What's up, y'all? My name is Alexis. I am the founder and host of Unrespectability Politics, the show that closes the gap between bougie and basic. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for joining us. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about elections, policy, but also the hard stuff like race and class in America. Unrespectability Politics is a show that seeks to talk about social and political issues from a Black progressive lens. So, I mean, it's going to be fun, but it's also going to be real. Let's get into it. I would like to start the show off by introducing my lovely guest co host and line sister, DeAndrea Newsom. Hi. Hi, sis.
1: Hi. Thanks Hi, everybody.
0: For- <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes. Um, my name is DeAndrea Newsom. I am a political scientist slash policy strategist slash campaign guru slash, I do all the things, okay? Come through. Um, but yes, politics and policy, have, they have been my, my bread and butter for a very long time. Um, and this is the work that I do. I'm currently getting my master's in public policy yes. from Duke University. Shout out to the space. Okay, <laughs> okay. And um, I am very excited to for what uh, black progressives have in store. Like I look at Brittany Packnett, I look at Angela Rye, and I'm, I get more and more excited about being in this work because these things directly affect us, and, and I'm all about true it. Done, true done.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having it. Thank you for being here. Yes. So let's talk about the State of the Union. I know there's a lot of things going on in the political world. I really wanted to start this podcast to really break down some of these issues in a digestible way. Right. Um, The political atmosphere is a lot right now, as we know, (laughs) but I want to talk about it. So, yeah, State of the Union, the first thing on the docket is... The impeachment update. Mm-hmm. You know you love talking about impeachment, so girl. Much. <laughs> <laughs> but I really wanted to talk about um, just have a basic understanding of what impeachment is. So could you just give a brief definition for those who are not
1: politicos and yeah, understanding? yeah. So the impeachment hearing um, when the United States goes through an impeachment. Um, Donald J. Trump will be the the third person ever to go through these hearings. Um, Congress basically comes together and they investigate on what articles of impeachment that they're going to stick on the president. And so this this whole decision um, this whole decision is based off of evidence. Um, I know you've heard about the Mueller, the Mueller hearings. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, the biggest thing that they're looking at is what our president did in Ukraine. Mm. Yeah, yeah our president I, I cringe when i say the that.
0: president the, the president okay president, okay because y'all's president
1: let's just keep it real, i love like how I we said. just kind of like you know shades of <laughs> i'm gonna keep it clean yeah yeah, yeah I say but the reality else. had like, to come okay. out <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Ow>.
1: <laughs> but that's real though um
0: a lot of people have been talking about impeachment And like you said, it's the third person who has really gone through this. So Mm -hmm. it's not a process that we normally do, but Mm -hmm. um, it's very necessary. It's very warranted. Um, And just recently, the House decided on the two new articles of impeachment. So Congress Mm -hmm. will be voting on those shortly as a whole. Right. Um, And so I think we're really looking, well, they're really looking to uh, moderate Democrats to side with the president, which my opinion is that's why we need to be very leery of these modern democrats moderate democrats just because uh they're very centrist and so when you're talking Mm -hmm. about being left being progressive you want to make sure that you have people that are also in the room advocating for those issues
1: yeah one of the things i like to tell people like you can either be cold or hot or mm-hmm. hot or cold okay. you cannot. You, can't. <laughs> you cannot be That's, lukewarm when is. it comes to issues that are on the backs of my ancestors that are on the backs of my people black like and brown. I people, shade. Like I just like, I shade. <laughs> yes you just you just cannot. And I mean that comes from like my only my own policy ideology but um with this president we have seen um, this whole massive uh error of white nationalism mm-hmm. that I know that we've experienced before as Americans, but like right it's unacceptable. It is. That it's almost twenty twenty, like
0: or it's that it is twenty
1: twenty be- basically, mm-hmm. like that we're having to deal with this. Yeah, I mean think about it. We have had this president in
0: office for four years. That seems ridiculous. Four years of uh, his nonsense, of right. these, you know, rash decisions. It's really time for us to get together and, and mobilize. So, right. I feel that. Right. I feel that. All
1: right.
0: Anything else
1: to say on that? Um, the two articles of impeachment. Yes. yes. Let's talk about it. Yes. So, the first article of impeachment is the abuse of power. hmm And um, that kind of goes back into some of you have probably heard of what's going on with Ukraine, the whistleblower, all of that, mm-hmm. um, they, after um, doing their hearings and investigation and listening to witnesses, they came up with that first article of impeachment of rule of power. And the second article of impeachment was obstruction of Congress. And, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that means? Absolutely. Um, so, abuse of power. I think that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this whole entire situation, like, for real.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and obstruction of Congress. So obstruction of Congress is basically withholding information from Congress in layman's terms. Okay. And this whole situation has just been, I don't know, I don't know why he's calling it a witch hunt. Hmm. That, Very loaded that
0: term right. itself. Right. Yeah. Right. That the
1: Democrats are just trying to use all their energy just to take him out of Congress. I think, you know... No one has taken a chance, at least from the Trump camp, at least at what I've seen, that to take a, a really clear, comprehensive look. Uh, are you really doing what you're supposed to be doing as president? Exactly. So, <laughs> so,
0: so, because I like to keep it real, is it basically like your partner knows that they're doing something wrong? Mm-hmm. And so you go to confirm that they are doing said thing wrong and they change the subject? Like they try to make it harder for you to get that information?
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah, I I think that could that could that could fit match the scenario. That fits, ridiculous. yeah, in a way. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Huh. Okay, let's not talk about <laughs> this. <these and people laughs> <now. laughs> <laughs> right, I just I, don't I think do we should it. be giving it a lot of energy <laughs> <laughs> because this is what he wants. Yeah. He wants us to be talking about this, but no, this is about non-respectability politics, and That's how we're gonna sure. make sure we all know about these issues to keep it moving. How about you?
0: Okay, well, let's talk about the people that are going to keep it moving for us. Next (laughs) week, there is a debate scheduled for December 19th, and seven candidates have been confirmed. I just want to read this from the NPR News because it sets us up nicely, okay? The sixth Democratic primary debate has shaped up to be the smallest, and get this, least diverse as far as all of the 2020 debates thus far. How do you Mm. feel about that, Dandrea? I have so many thoughts. We want to hear them all, really. Do we have time for that? Girl.
1: <laughs> I didn't think we got time for that.
0: Let me stop. <laughs> Let me read off the people that have been confirmed. So we have Uncle Joe. Joe Biden. Okay. Of course, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttigieg. Okay.
1: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Mayor <laughs> 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 Pete. Okay. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay. Um, Amy Klobuchar. Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. Tom Steyer, hmm, I haven't heard much about him,
1: of course. Oh yeah, he's a millionaire, um, he has an organization called Next Gen. He's ha, the, yeah. yes, oh, and, he's, and an environmentalist. He's, a,
0: he's a billionaire, actually. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> billionaire
0: with beat. he's a billionaire and a business executive, hmm, and an activist. Some respect we'll on see his numbers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excuse well, me for that. Where'd you get those numbers from? Anyway, um, Elizabeth Warren, and then of course Andrew Yang. <laughs> How are you feeling about this, Andrew? Let me get into it. These thoughts.
1: Where the black? I. So I fought the Democratic Party. That's who I fought.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And don't get me wrong. I am a registered Democrat. Mm-hmm. People can look that up. That's probably not. Right. <laughs> um. So I don't feel like I'm outing myself in any no, type Of course. Um but I think that if we're really trying to be the party for the people or we're trying to push a candidate that is of the people, by the people, and and really win next year, like why are we confusing people with having such an overcrowded race? Mm. And then also, um, how are we breaking down barriers for candidates of color?
0: Thank you, because Julian Castro has not been confirmed for this debate. And I don't know about y'all, but I've been following a lot of policies and just even his insight with other right. black women. Like, his campaign is very informed by the people. And mm. so it is very disheartening to see that he isn't even able to have the platform to speak about these issues.
1: Is it because he didn't meet the fundraising um I guess, um, the, the, yeah, the goal, requirements, yeah.
0: um, I think, speaking to your prior point, we do have a very overcrowded race, and so the DNC has continuously stepped up standards so that they can make these debates smaller, which I think is really kind of, uh, the opposite of what should be doing, yeah. um, because we're not able to hear from, from a variety of candidates,
1: yeah. which concerns
0: me, which concerns me. Um, Especially as we go into the 2020 elections, we mm-hmm. want to make sure that we're putting forth the best candidate. Um,
1: and I don't, know if that's happening right now. I don't know if that's happening right now. Yeah, it's it's pretty frustrating. um, Don't get me wrong, to say the least. I have not decided who I plan to vote for, or who I'm supporting. Not Kamala. Um, um, actually. <laughs> okay, okay, we gonna say that for. <laughs> alright y'all. Let me not get race into stop. it. Stop. They will get into blood. it one day. One day. So, I love Kamala Harris you? as a woman. Okay. yeah. Yes, I do. I do. I I was really upset when I found out that she dropped out of the race. Yeah.
0: I, you know, it's it's complex. I think as Black women, mm-hmm. um, we have a, a lot of emotional ties that come with just anything that Black women do. Um, right. And I know that there were many Black women that were close to me that definitely felt. That same sentiment in terms right. of like they have run for office or you know they've looked to her to follow in her footsteps even right. if it's not the same um, their politics in the align per se but right. um, I know a lot of people thought that she was a pioneer in a lot of ways so
1: yeah um, so. and I think she you know like the the way it was seen I feel like she was going to be a front runner mm-hmm. so when I found out that she was dropping out of the race due to fundraising. Um, not reading fundraising goals and everything like that. I, I part of me, because I, as I said, I'm still undecided. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out who am I with. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, one, we need to get money out of politics. Mm. C- Citizens United was a whole sham, y'all. Like, that's another. Tip. look that up. Okay. This is a Supreme Court case. <laughs> <Okay>. Citizens United <laughs> okay. was a whole sham. Um. So, and I mean... Do we have time to do this Do today? it. Can we make time <laughs> to this? Okay. And I'll know if we have time to get into it the way we need to. But well, go ahead. Let me just go okay. down the train. But yeah, I mean, I went on a, a tangent. But what I really want to say about the these debates mm-hmm. is I think I fought the Democratic Party. We need to be making it more simpler for voters like you and I mm-hmm. to... Okay, I think I'm with this person. Right. Um, and also, you know, now this is not the Democratic Party's fault. We just need to mo- get money out of politics. Yeah. So th- those are my two stances on this. I agree. I agree. I think something
0: should be more um, bipartisan, for sure. I think that mm-hmm. my opinion is the Democrats definitely still uh, push money in politics, but I think that it's just the way that things have been traditionally done. I'm here to disrupt that process, and so I think that here for that would definitely be a step in the right direction. Right, getting people who are funded by the people that advocate for the people and really give them a platform to talk about these issues, because I think that is the way that we reach. A new type of voter, absolutely. Because um, so people are getting tapped out. They are, and we haven't. We even can't even afford for that to happen. started for real on That's mm-hmm. that's, um, that's something to be concerned about for sure. Absolutely, Not feel that. All right, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the last thing are the Supreme Court updates about Trump. <laughs> 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 Sorry,
1: I'm just you know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just but just you know here so I like, don't get fined.
0: Like, yeah.
1: So, side note, we talked about right. this a little bit before, before we started recording. But mm-hmm. I think it's important everyone needs to be sound on what's going on. Mm-hmm. But this is in no way. No way a free advertisement for his shenanigans. No, I just want to make that make that clear.
0: Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. As a show that again, is very much reliant on leftist values. Like The State of the Union is purely for educational purposes, and so I hope that people are learning things from this and also um, researching, for sure. Yeah. Um, plan to have things on the website as well, so we'll get into that later. But mm-hmm. the last thing is the Supreme Court um, has decided to hear three cases seeking access to Trump's financial and tax records. So again, we have seen with this president an obstruction of justice, an obstruction of Congress, just this adamant notion to not comply with people that we have put in these positions to do their job. (laughs) So um, I think uh, several of the candidates have already released their financial records and they're not even in office yet. So, Hmm. you know, Hmm. I think it would be... Um, it would behoove this president to also follow suit. We wanna see the, we wanna see the we wanna see the receipts. Yeah, okay. show me the receipts. <laughs> show me the money, okay? We wanna they see the They say when you
1: see somebody's budget or how they spend their money, you see where their values lie. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. So is That's that why joke? he hasn't He don't want us to know his values. <laughs> Do we not know? Is that, that a is that an oversimplification? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, D'Andrea. So we're getting into the last segment of the show, unfortunately. For everyone viewing right now, thank you so much for rocking with us Mm -hmm. thus far. We're having a really great conversation. I hope that you're learning a lot and enjoying it, too. The last piece of this is called Democracy. Mm -hmm. Um, This is basically the part of the show in which there is a hot topic, either social or political, that you want to talk about. And you basically just have two minutes to rant about it and give your opinion. I love it, because I'm trying to get Gee. these opinions on, okay? The tea. The democracy. So <laughs> <I love it. laughs> Anyway. So, is there anything that you would like to bring to the table today,
1: DeAndrea? Okay, let's bring something to the table, to the <laughs> congregation, get to the folks. Let's talk about this. <laughs> so, you know, North Carolina is my home. Yep. I'm a North Carolinian. I love this state so much one of the things that bothers me so much about this state is our public education system. Mm-hmm. And right now, if you are an education policy monk, everyone is talking about Leandro, the Leandro Report. Mm-hmm. So, a little background. The Le- Leandro Report has came from a North Carolina Supreme Court case, Leandro v. State, mm-hmm. where the court declared that it was a constitutional right of all children to have a sound and basic education. That is very important, Okay. I know, sound and basic. Sound that and basic. Wow. That is very important. That is very important. So, in 1997, they declared this constitutional right for all children going to public schools in North Carolina. However, between various courts, legislative sessions, and governors, there were very little progress to be had mm. on children receiving a sound and basic education. Okay. Um, in 2017, an independent consulting group called WestEd, they were hired to look into collecting data and making policy and funding recommendations on how North Carolina can move forward for the parties of the Leandro court. And they also made sure that those parties kept the, the dealings of those report or the actual findings of those reports sealed until this week.
0: Oh, no. Why so, do y'all hate the babies, y'all? Come on, let I them know. live
1: their lives. Kiss kids the future. Whitney Houston said
0: <laughs> She wasn't wrong. She wasn't. Shout out to Queen Whitney. That's on another yeah. note, but
1: yeah. I have to
0: stand. I miss
1: her. I have to stand. Love and y'all know y'all her.
0: wrong talking about her that way. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Ah! <laughs> so I quote this out of the report. Um, unfortunately... The state is further away from meeting its constitutional obligation mm-hmm. to provide every child with an opportunity for a sound and basic education today than it was in the Supreme Court of North Carolina issued okay, let me you might have been that part out. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna read what was verbatim of the report, one of their one of their comments. The state is further away from meeting its constitutional obligation to provide every child with an opportunity for a sound and basic education. This is happening more today than it was during the Supreme Court case that issued the Leander decision more than 20 years ago. Doesn't that make your heart hurt? That does make my heart hurt. I did a little bit. I know you, you teach... So I definitely like am this. a youth advocate,
0: um, have been doing education quite recently for about two to three years, uh, transitioned into legal, but kids are definitely my heart. Um, mm-hmm. Hearing about this, definitely I can draw some parallels between Detroit, uh, that's where I live now, the public school system there is is working I mean, on it, it. <laughs> it's, it's working on it. Yeah. Um, but there was actually a case, I think, that actually Detroit schools and students brought Uh, to the court and they actually determined that the 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 ability to read for children was not a right and so this Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well what is going on with our public education? I am an advocate for public education. Absolutely. And so I think that you know we don't get our stuff together. That is the reason why people will support charter schools Mm -hmm. and private schools and private school vouchers. And I'll be honest with you. You can debate me. I'm not a proponent of that. No, I do not, not support either. it. I don't either. I think we need to strengthen our public schools, and that's that do. on that. We, okay, period. And that's all we really need to say. That's all we really need to say. Get into
0: it. Yeah.
1: Get into it. Um, but, yeah, so that really hurt my heart. But I will say I'm working on a project right now. Um, school segregation is my, my bread and butter right now in mm. policy. And I'm looking at Wayne County Public Schools and also um, Durham County Public Schools and this what i'm dealing with kind of is related to this because it's like if your schools are heavily segregated where more black and brown children go they are the majority Mm -hmm. those schools are not well funded they're not and they should be they absolutely should so look up the leandro case leandro v states and learn more about the case um so i just gave you basically just scratching the surface and i'll encourage you to read the report read the report nice thank you Mm -hmm. all right that
0: was that tea y'all my tea basically for this week is my frustration with respectability politics i thought that this would be a good section to round out obviously because this is the first episode and the show is called unrespectability politics so it's the opposite of it i just want to read y'all this definition real quick about what respectability politics is i feel like um, it's something that people have started to say in most recent years, but I don't think that everybody truly understands, understands what it is, but also how evil it is to the progression of black people specifically, but marginalized groups. So, dictionary.com says,
1: <laughs> Okay, dictionary. Okay, dictionary.com.
0: I like Miriam Webster." but. This is fine,
1: too. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> respectability <laughs> politics. Okay, Miriam. Let me stop. I'm going to stop being smack. Okay,
0: <laughs> Do what you need to do. Anyway, um, shout out to Ohio. Also, shout out to Cincinnati. Um, just because, y'all. Like, 5 one, three, all day. Anyway, respectability politics is the set of beliefs holding that conformity to socially acceptable or mainstream standards of appearance and behavior. This is important, y'all will protect a member of marginalized or minority group from prejudices and systemic injustices. I just break that down Let me me break that down for y'all. So respectability politics is the notion that if you act a certain way, if you assimilate to the dominant culture, Mm. that you will be saved from things that are deliberate and systemic. So the most Prevalent example is if you wear a suit, you won't be necessarily profiled by the police if you speak in a a (laughs) certain If you speak in a certain way people will regard you as smarter or more brilliant Mm. or more um, Worthy of humanity and what I really wanted to emphasize with unrespectability politics is that we are great just as we are Mm. and that just because you don't have the fancy language to say or understand or walk in the walls of academia does not mean that you cannot take an investment in your community. And we need you. We absolutely do. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to break down this notion that you don't have to assimilate to the dominant culture, which we know is whiteness. You do not mm-hmm. have to act a certain way or be a certain way to deserve respect, um, and that's important. That's or even feel
1: deserving. Absolutely. I want to, so, I want to tell you this. I did not know what respectability politics was until we met in college. Mm. So, y'all, she's about this life. She's been talking about okay. respectability <laughs> politics.
0: Since a t okay? Yes. I get pride.
1: Shout out to that. I get <laughs>
0: But that's real. We're true to this. And and I honestly feel like even at a t that was something that really opened my eyes to, wow, like, this is a culture. Yeah. Um, and as much as I love my, my institution, HBCUs in general, like, while we do not suffer from maybe the more traditional things of, like, outward racism, there is right. still a respectability and elitism that we have to unseed, y'all. Like, it is not going to get us free and so when you're talking about leftism when you're talking about liberation for our people right mm-hmm. like we have to get this together mm-hmm. um so that's my tea we could really talk about this all day um but we don't have the time to talk about it all day but i really hope that <laughs> y'all are feeling
1: me on this because it is something passionate i feel you heart. sis yeah Really quick thing though, you mentioned your source. I forgot to mention mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. where I got information about the the Leandro case and the Leandro report. Look up if you're looking for anything policy related in North Carolina that's progressive, or even just just the facts. Because I feel as if the facts, you can't always say that it's being progressive. It's the facts.
0: Okay. 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 <laughs> okay, I'm gonna
1: plug North Carolina Policy Watch. They ran out of the North Carolina Justice Center and they're doing some great work out there. So, yeah. all right. Okay. Well, we at the end?
0: <laughs> I just had to put it in there.
1: So. Okay, we're at the end, Lexus of- Stallion. <laughs> How strong your knees is? Girl, let me
0: stop. How strong your knees is? <laughs> okay, mom, please don't. Okay, anyway, this. <laughs> so we would be remiss if we. <laughs>
1: no cut it.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we would be remiss if we did not plug our socials. If you enjoyed this episode, this session, we encourage you all to please follow us on Our Politics on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, I'd also like to plug my sis over here. Any social you'd like to tell you? Yes, like you. Your lovely presence here was appreciated today. Thank you, sis. How can they follow you? How
1: can they find you? Yes. On Instagram and Twitter, my handle. Yeah to say my hashtag. Girl, we oh. <laughs> okay, so my handle is <laughs> at DAndrea New. That's my name with the first three letters of my last name. And that's D-E-A-N-D-R-E-A-N-E-W. <laughs> Dramatic. Um, <laughs> I'd also
0: like to give some thank yous. Thank you so much to D'Andrea, to The Space, Duke, and my other line sister, Nia V, for producing and tech stuff. Because, you know, I don't understand any of that, but she's great. (laughs) Um, I'd also encourage you all to help us out in the future if this is something that you liked and enjoyed you learned a lot um to please donate below helps us with uh the cost of studio time um nia's time um and really just keeping this on and going want to make sure that we have really good episodes for y'all moving forward 2020 is the year of goals and visions and just making sure that we are politically engaged execute the action okay we about that action but also talking about it so that we can get there because we need a plan. One day we'll talk about strategy. Anyway, please continue (laughs) to support us, whether that's listening or donating, share with your networks. Um, Yeah, we're going to keep rocking with y'all. So anything else you'd like to say, De'Andrea, to close this out?
1: Our (laughs) respectability, And that's it. Okay, (laughs) thank you, (laughs) (laughs) y'all.